Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. And I'll just say, you know what? What? I'm PO'd today. Oh, well, we both are. What? A- I've been PO'd for a long time, but, you know, I did a lot of it. Not heavy drinking, heavy thinking. <laughs> I should have done some heavy drinking. Last night. Because yeah. I, I, you know, and we've said this before, this is not the America that I was born into oh, and I grew know. up in. I know. And we're, we're taking handouts now from Germany. We are a third world country. Mm-hmm. We're talking about getting our fuel from Venezuela, a, cr- oh. a criminal country. Uh, mm, yeah, well, you know what? It's going to get worse in the fuel thing. You know, I have comments on that. But <laughs> We had a tragedy in Uvalde, Texas yesterday, which just stole everybody's attention. Everybody became focused on a, a town that most people had never heard of until uh, the tragic shooting. 19 people, 19 children, two teachers dead in a school rampage, a rampage performed by an 18-year-old gunman who uh, just decided for reasons we'll never know to go into the school and uh, randomly and uh, without without consideration uh, killing all of those good, beautiful people. Um, a tragedy. I have, go, go ahead, Bill. Oh, no, I, I, I do have questions on that. Number one, uh, I'll, I'll set this up by saying anytime there's a loss of life to anything, it is a tragedy. I do find it odd that every time there's a narrative in place just beforehand, right at or right after, for a political statement or agenda, mm-hmm. which this has happened. You look at the video of this guy, it's almost like he was, um, because we saw it over and over, they're trying to program it. I know. But it was almost like he was possessed. And, uh, you know, I have feelings on that. Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've read a lot of stuff. There's even research going on with Dharma that uh, the, the skunk works of uh, the government in ultrasonic stuff, both good and bad things. This is one of the bad things that we know about mind control. And But that's all I'm saying about that. Bill, it is such an unnatural action. It is such a per- perverse action to go into a school and do that for no reason. It goes against everything that we are supposed to be as a people. Everything. Well, you know what I said before the show. I mean, I, I, I feel right now like... Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm an anxious guy. I'm anxious from everything because I have, you know, I, I've got questions and no answers with everything going on. But the one conclusion I had on a big chat last night mm-hmm. was that humanity has failed. And that, that really falls on us because we've got clowns that are running this country and they've, they've, they've engineered it to where they can stay in office. We let this happen on our watch and changes have got to be made because everything we talk about and uh, that's going on ultimately goes back to us because apparently we let this happen we let these bungholes the 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 democrats bill didn't waste a minute uh politicizing this first it, it was carmella who came out and she became loud and yelling at uh, how guns have to be, uh, gun bills have to be passed, more restrictions. 
Then Joe came out, and and we were all hoping that he would come out as a, a leader, and this was his opportunity to to really pull the country together, to be the father figure, to to unite us in 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 prayer and in loss. We all lost a little something yesterday when we lost those children, and he didn't do that. He no. came out, he shuffled out to the podium, and he talked like this. And I can't believe that this has happened again in just a short time. He did it like that. Now, I know it sounds like I'm exaggerating. He sounded like he, sounded like he was out of it. And then after he stumbles around and says he's sorry for the, the tragedy of loss and no one can ever understand the experience of losing a child, of course, he's referring to the loss of his son, Bo. He always does go back to that. Then he jumps into the political arena. He doesn't waste an opportunity. What was the saying that one of the Democratic advisors said, never let a good tragedy go to waste? A, a good, crisis go, go, good crisis go to waste. And he said, he started talking about, we've got to pass. And he, and he always gets loud when he's trying to be forceful. He doesn't know the difference between being powerful and being angry. He, he doesn't know the difference. And there is a difference. You can be dynamic and you can be angry. And there's a difference, and he doesn't mm-hmm. know it. He thinks that being angry is being powerful, and uh, he is—he uh, was—he was just completely out of it, and a disappointment to o- almost everybody who saw him. And that was about eight thirty last night. So the Democrats have already circled their wagons. They want to get uh, more gun control. They want to take. Americans' guns away from them. And people may say, well, that's a good thing. Well, let me point to something, okay? In England, they have restrictive gun controls. In Australia, they have very restrictive gun controls. I don't believe anybody can get a weapon in Australia. And they still have people, by the way, who are dying of guns because the criminals have no problem getting guns. And it's, uh, uh, (laughs) it makes it easier for them. It makes well, them you, more powerful. You, cre- you create a black market opportunity for those guns. Absolutely. And that's, you're not going to solve the problem. The biggest army in the world happens to be the American population. And that wasn't by accident. That was by design. For more reasons than you probably understand. And it's taking place right now. There are 32% of Americans who say they personally own a firearm, according to 2021 National Firearm Survey. That's 32%. That means that 81.4 million Americans own guns. Uh, The United States has a lot of guns. Uh, It says, let me see, I got more figures here. There are an estimated 400 million guns in the U.S. between police, the military, and American civilians. Uh, over 393 million of those guns are in civilian hands. 393 million guns in civilian hands. Uh, and, th- and that goes back to the f- one of the first figures I gave you, 81.4% of Americans own guns, which means that they own multiple guns. Well, you know what? That makes up more than the American population. And that means that there are some liberals out there, Democrats, that own guns. Oh, yeah, oh absolutely. You own guns. And... Do you have one bullet for that gun 
or do you have uh, several boxes put away for that gun, which means we have got billions of rounds, maybe trillions of rounds of ammunition. You made an interesting point. You said uh, if we restrict guns, it will only create a black market for guns. Right. I agree 100%. I point to fentanyl. I point mm-hmm. to fentanyl. They will be bringing, the cartels will look at what we need. Okay, we need more guns in the U.S. Uh, because they just passed gun laws. Okay, let's start uh, bringing guns across the border and selling them for a profit. They'll do it, folks. It'll happen. What happens to, let's just say that America goes, oh, that's it. Nobody has a gun anymore. They go, you know, Mr. Knight, open your doors. We know you got guns. They're registered. We want them right now. Okay. They get my guns. They get your guns. They get everybody's guns. Mm -hmm. And then they've got, what is it? 400 million guns out there. What are they going to do with them? Oh, they're going to deep six them in the ocean. Oh, I don't think so. You know, some will, some will be good. melted. Some will be melted. They'll, and they'll some make... will end up on the streets sure pointed at us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm an idiot. Well, oh, no. Bill, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot for <laughs> saying that. No, it's true. You're right. Uh, they, I hear people saying, well, we need more, more uh, background checks. And I think to myself, have you ever bought a gun? Have you ever purchased a, a weapon? Because... When you purchase a weapon, you have to do a background. They do a background check. Absolutely right. The federal government runs you through a background. It happens already. Now, people may say, well, then how did this kid get it? Well, this kid in Texas was 18 years old, which is technically an adult, and he passed a background check, which means that up until yesterday, he had no record. He had nothing to flag him. Except maybe his, except maybe Bill, his social media, his social media showed a nut. And if they had, if, if the FBI had an algorithm, yeah, if they had an algorithm that looked for things like that, they would be knocking on his door long before tragedies like that happened. Well, apparently they do have an algorithm, but, uh, it's selective use of, uh, the algorithm and enforcement of the law. Now, the last shooter that uh, happened right at a time when somebody was standing there with, I have a bill just for that right now. Mm-hmm. How old were they? Weren't they 18 too? Or a young person? Yeah. Yeah. Now, these kids just grew up, and one day they were fine young citizens, and all of a sudden, oh, no, he's a whack job. Look at his, his webpage. Nobody said anything. And then he walks in with zombie eyes saying I'm killing black people. So let me see if I got this right. The FBI has time to surveil um, a a presidential candidate to make up a phony uh, narrative and then to help to sell it, but they haven't got, they have time to go after parents who are speaking in front of school boards who are, quote, intimidating school board members by being angry but and they call them terrorists, domestic terrorists, by the way. These are parents who are yelling at school board meetings, but they haven't got the time to find guys like this kid. Well, you said an interesting thing there. You know, they have time to to uh, manufacture stuff that they are they are manufacturing stuff to go after political enemies of a and, and political enemies would be um, uh, conservatives, people of uh, 
basic values, wholesome values. Uh, they're attacking us. Well, if they if they can sit there and create agendas, uh, can they not create it? Uh, was that uh, my time's up, or did I win a prize? I heard a boom. No, no, I didn't hear anything, really. You, uh, might you must my computer. I think that was the FBI making yeah, notation of what, what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, yeah, bingo, you got it right. We're manufacturing <laughs> stuff, and those shooters, we controlled them and put all this evidence out there. I don't know. Well, you know, I'm just saying, it, it, it is such a, it is such an abnormal act that a, a normal person can't justify, can't figure out how this kid could have done what he did. And that person in Buffalo could have done what they did. We can't figure out how anyone could do what has been done. The other question I have is, how do they they run together in bunches? How do we have them so close together, one in Buffalo, one in Uvalde, what, within a week or so? Uh, mm -hmm. How does that happen? It doesn't. Seem, does anybody ask? Wait a second. What's going on here? Is well, you got to ask about that. You got to ask about what you know, because we're focused on this. Are should we be focused on something else? I'm not saying this is not important. It's very important. But what might be we're, that we're being distracted? Oh from yes, <laughs> might be even more. Yep. Important. I mean, you know, there's so many balls in the air right now. Uh, which one do you watch? Bill, how true. We have, uh, I don't know what that noise was in the background. Oh, oh, you heard it now. No, yes. Maybe it's, maybe it's my turn to win something. <laughs> <laughs> you win the QB doll. No, I, th I think that was my uh, Alexa. <laughs> I have to say very softly or she'll respond to me. You see, uh, mine's, mine's got a different name. Yes, yours. What what name is yours? See, oh yeah, there she uh, goes. She, does, she doesn't miss a beat. Mine is biatch. Because <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is. Do I have to pay her a fee for being on mic? I'm just curious. Oh uh, um, yeah, yeah. You don't have a yeah. You got to pay royalties to her. She's she's after and SAG. Alexa, stop. Bad she, girl, Alexa. She would have gone on and on. She she just doesn't know when to stop. I apologize for that, folks. Uh, getting back to what we were talking about, though, you were saying about distractions, and then we had one. But it's so true. These yeah. these are monumental uh, nationwide distractions. It takes our focus off what what might really be going on. Now, this guy just came back from a uh, a, a terrible trip to Asia. I mean, he embarrassed our country. He talked out of out of sorts to uh, uh, reporters saying that he would attack China if they attacked Taiwan, and he right. drove our his his own White House went nuts. Oh no 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 no! That's not what he meant. That, he said it in front of cameras, and we watched his lips move. We heard what he said, and he that's said it, all and right. that's exactly what he said. Well, you heard Monday he was talking about somebody said, "Well, Joe." You know, uh, what's going on with the rising gas prices? And I have a story on that. But he sat there and says, we're in the middle of an incredible change to electric. Wait a minute. What? Did, did, you, uh, did, did you know that we were making the, the quick conversion from gas to electric? I didn't know that. Well, let me see if I got this right. That means that I would have to get rid of two, my two gas 
powered vehicles that I have already and in the garage. Right. So uh, whatever uh, so, they're worth, yeah. you would you would just eat that, take it in the shorts. Okay. Uh, American consumers, as of I think last year, or may, it might be this year, uh, we have one point three trillion dollars in auto loans. Hey, you know what? Yeah, you could take that one on. What the do chin, we do with them? You? you can't even trade them in if if this is what they're leaning towards electric and these are going to be obsolete. Who's going to buy the cars that I have in my garage? Well, now you can convert them. There are conversion kits out there. And I mean, you can, you can drop another 10, 15 grand into the car, right? To convert oh, really? it. Yeah. Convert Maybe my 20? car. What? Take out the uh, motor. It has to take be the motor, motor has to be take remote. Out transmission. Uh-huh. You got to put the battery take components out, in there. You got to put rewired all yeah. electric. The fuel. You put the electric engine. You got to put new mounts in. Okay. To hold the engine. That's it. Yeah. And then uh, you can <laughs> convert that 20,000 debt into, I don't know, $60,000. Isn't that wonderful? So, and, and if you want to get rid of your car that you have in your garage and get an electric car, they're what, between forty and $60,000 a piece? Yeah, and of course now because Elon has, uh, well, he made a profession of faith that people have been talking about on the internet. But he also said he's voting Republican and get ready for a November surprise. So all of a sudden, the Biden administration is going, you know, those Teslas, they they're crap cars, <laughs> and they've sunk his stock to where he's no longer in the two hundred billion club. He's at one hundred ninety-seven billion. But oh, by the way, Joe, mm -hmm. you didn't kill him. He's still the richest man in the world, and he's got his sights on you as do many people. Now you might sit there and go, yeah, screw Joe. We're not giving up gas. Well, we might have to, you know, because of everything that's going on, we don't produce oil anymore. I don't think our, Bill, I don't think our infrastructure is ready for everybody having electric cars. Think about this. It's not just a matter of you and I having cars. Now we got to put power stations in our houses now your electric bills are going to go up significantly because you're going to be charging cars in your garage, and that has to be set up. We don't have uh, service stations all along the country that have electric. So you, what do you do if you're out in the middle of the, the well, desert? See, now that, that's chapter two. See, chapter one is we don't produce the gas. So we're talking about Venezuela, Russia. Well, we're going to cut off their gas. China switched over to Russian gas. They're buying theirs now. They're not buying from the Saudis. So the Saudis that we ticked off right. are going, well, wait a minute, you're not buying our oil? So Germany stepped up and said, yeah, we're buying your oil. All right. Well, what all that means is we got to import fuel. All right. Crude oil. But to where we got to get it from and how it's going to be done for not just us, but all over the world, that means the refineries have to change. So for them to retool, yeah, somebody's going to get work. So but you're saying we're not, you're saying that the fuel from like Russia is different than the fuel from Saudi Arabia, and they've got to tweak the refineries so that they can do the refining. Right, the heavy fuel from Russia versus the soft fuel from Saudi Arabia, and everything has got to be redone. Right. So you're talking eight months to a year. So that means uh, inflation is going to go up. Uh, gas prices are going to go through. There'll the be a ceiling. fuel shortage. There's a fuel shortage. Are we really going to get it from Venezuela? And what do we have to do to convert that? So there you've got that. Now you're talking about electric. Okay, let's look at electric. How do we, uh, besides water, which is drying up, 
at Lake Mead, you know, you're finding the old sunk boats right. at the bottom of the, the, uh, the, the lake and dead bodies. I'm not laughing at that, but it just, it's true. We, we it's you read the story. We, you're right. We don't have the turbines to generate for five states. So the electricity is probably going to have to use diesel power. They're talking about uh, brownouts in states that have never seen brownouts. Yeah, this, so this we're going to be without electricity. Now, because of what happened, you saw the series on uh, Three Mile Island when we were first getting into nuclear power. Mm -hmm. It was a mistake. And so now we're going to be, we're supposedly shutting down these nuclear power plants. But, you know, because it's a dangerous fuel. And when you mix money with it, it we can wipe out the whole nation. People take shortcuts. Accident. They take stupid shortcuts for money. And now we're talking about, well, maybe we need to do these nuclear power plants. So, uh, but they, words. you don't build those overnight though, Bill, they take years to build. Oh yeah. And you know what? When I lived in North Carolina, uh, the one, one thing that everybody knew if they wanted to get their drugs, their Coke, whatever it was, well, they were building the Sharon Harris nuclear power plant. Just go, if you know a welder out there, you know one of the crews putting together the plant, you can get the best drugs cheap on the plant that's being built. Wow. That's, and these are the people, sunk. these are the people who were supposed to be putting together uh, critical equipment, uh, you know, making reactors to, to uh, specifications that are crucial. I mean, you can't, you can't have a, a variation in a nuclear reactor. If somebody cuts a corner there, we're in trouble. Well, you know, in our defense department, we're still building uh, ships that we don't, you and I don't know about. I happen to know because I know some of the welders with the government contracts. I have someone in family in government. They're building ships. But one of the biggest problems that we have with some of these big super carriers that are going out in submarines, they go out and then they go, well, the ship's got to come back into the yard because after five years of construction, you know, people cut corners and gooped them up. Well, Welcome to the land of the free, America the stupid. Two words, we're screwed. I know that we are going to have to use coal-fired plants to generate electricity for these electric cars. And coal-fired plants, coal-powered plants generate pollution. I think we're defeating the purpose. And we don't have the infrastructure right now for electric cars. I don't even know whether we have batteries that are sustainable in these cars yet. I mean, how long do they last? I know that when they first came out, the batteries on a Prius lasted for like three years, and then you had to replace them, and they were very expensive. Well, what do you do with the old battery? Oh, I know. Getting rid of them is, is an issue. Where do you put them? What do you do well, with I them? I guess you dig a hole and you bury them, and then they decompose and get into the groundwater. No. Then what do you do with them? Drop them in the ocean? I'm thinking they're probably going to find some uh, old uh, limestone mine somewhere and bury them there. And oh, like yep. we do with the nuclear rods out Absolutely. in Utah on the salt mines. Yeah, a friend of mine down in uh, West Virginia used to, you know, he was uh, one of these marketing advertising execs, yep. and he sold them the bill of goods, saying, "Oh yeah, you know what? You put these there, you're going to get all this money from the government, and it's safe." Uh, they're just about to the moratorium to where the casings. We'll start leaking in those salt mines, and well, no. we kind of uh, we kind of just shifted a bit 
in our discussion today. But sorry we have, about that. We have, That's my fault. No, it's okay. We have a lot to talk about. But we were talking There's about too much to talk about the the gun situation and yeah. the shooting yesterday. And they had a a guy on uh, Jesse Waters show last night on Fox, a guy named Darren Porcher. He's a retired uh, NYPD lieutenant. And he's had a lot of experience with the security and protection in schools. And he had some suggestions. And here's what he said. This is a very unfortunate narrative. However, it keeps repeating itself. It's somewhat repetitive. As modern-day law enforcement, we're really great on the response. However, the problem that we have is fortification and omnipresence on soft targets such as this school. Uh, as you spoke to, as you made mention to earlier, Jesse, the school resource officers on many occasions are not equipped with firearms for these elementary schools. That needs to change. The dynamic of these mass shootings is becoming more and more prevalent in our society. However, we, we have our elected officials that come on television, they jump up and down, but there's no execution strategy because we have a flawed purpose in how we protect these elementary schools. It goes back to why did we not have a police officer, meaning an armed resource officer at the front of this school? When we look at a lot of these mass shootings that have happened in many places throughout the country, it's the same thing. Oftentimes, Bad guys will go the other way when they see a good guy with a gun in front of a school. But at the same token, we still don't get it. I'm not saying that we need to arm these schools with Sherman tanks, but at the same token, we need to understand the narrative of our school system has not been, prote not been protected the way it should be. And unfortunately, this is an example of how it manifests when we're unprepared. Yeah, it's been reported there are three resource officers to s assigned to this district but not to the school. So they may have been spread thin and, thin and we don't believe that they were actually on the premises. You see the fencing? I mean, I could hop that fence. I mean, anybody could hop that fence. What, what good is it to have fence installed if it's four feet tall? Infrastructure protection is very important, and it's clear that when we look at the flimsy fencing in this particular school, that things could have been done differently. Oftentimes, this is subjected to budgets. Whether we like it or not, unfortunately, with public schools, they don't have the, um, the necessary budget to fortify themselves from attacks of this nature. And what, what's even worse is law enforcement views an attack of someone we refer to as a lone wolf in this particular instance as the most difficult difficult to manage against. Um, I heard your guest speak to uh, earlier in connection with there was a social media post on Instagram. I think that's great if social media companies create an algorithm that captures threats such as violence. Because I give you an example, Jesse, if you um, put a threat on social media, whereas you were looking to assassinate the president, in 20 minutes, you have federal agents at your door. However, we don't have an algorithm in place to protect us as the common citizens. That's one component, but when we look at it from a more collaborative perspective, we need to fortify the omnipresence, and that's what would oftentimes deter bad guys. So when you spoke to that fence, that's only one component, but it's far more multifaceted than just the fence. Darren Porcher, retired NYPD lieutenant, uh, with some advice, good advice. I heard some people say, well, we can't afford to do all the schools in the country. And we just gave $44 billion to the Ukraine, which will last them to September. And then they're right. going to come back and ask for more. My question is, 
why don't we take $44 billion? That would uh, do a lot to fortify our schools in the United States. Good answer. Here's the problem, though, and because uh, I, I agree with him, but I also heard problem, problem, problem. Number one, we do have to have security at the schools because I know right now if I were a parent, mm-hmm. and I am a parent, but I don't have youngsters anymore, although I got a granddaughter. And my advice is don't send her to these schools until they get it straightened out. So we don't have the money for security. All right. Well, that's that's an easy one. But actually, okay. we well, do. Well, well, yeah. We, we, yeah. But, well, I'm going to get to that. But, you know, people are going to go, yeah, you know what? For my kids, I'm going to pay more money. That's not the problem of giving more money. It's you give this money to some stupid people to go, okay, we got this money for security. Right. Uh, I'm going to shift it over here. They mishandle the money that we give them. We give it to stupid things, you know, or they fund stupid projects. So we've got to change that. Bill, we we protect to be a soft target. We protect our banks with security guards. We protect our money with security guards. We protect our valuables, except for our children. Why can't we have uh, schools that have uh, uh, bulletproof glass? Uh, in, instead of flimsy windows. Why, Why can't, can't we have people that are running the school boards in charge that have children? Well, Would they look at things differently? Many of them like used to have kids that were in school, but they've since grown up and they stay and in. they lost their brains. They stay in the job because for some reason there are some terrific perks, I think. Um, you know, I was thinking as I was listening to this, the Democrats, and I say for the Democrats because it is mostly the Democrats who want to have restrictive gun laws and to ultimately take your weapons. They want to take your weapons because a country without weapons is a submissive country. I mean, mm-hmm. the first thing that dictators do when they take control of a country is they take the civilians' weapons so that they can't go riot in the streets and come and get the bad dictator. That's the first thing they do. So they want your weapons because they want you to be sub- submissive. I got to read you this. Uh, Japanese Admiral Isaruku Yamamoto once said, you cannot invade the mainland United States. There would be a rifle behind every blade of grass. That was, you now some people say he didn't say it, but most people who are historians will say, yeah, he did say that. And when you think about it, it's so true. The fact that we have civilians who do have weapons, responsible uh, people who do the right things with those weapons, that's a deterrent to people who would do the wrong thing in this country. I mean, you know, you have, you have, uh, don't think for one second that our own government wouldn't take advantage of a, an unarmed civilian population. Oh, they would not heartbeat. That's you know, what this is about. It's about power control. Bill, they're afraid right now that you hear the word, you, I won't say it because we'll get flagged with some algorithm, but you hear about internal strife being a possibility down the road in this country, and they're nervous about that because the civilian population is armed. Everybody, every nation of the world is watching. Now, you heard Soros the other day saying, well, we got to fight Putin's war because otherwise civilization is done because they're a closed market. He wants everyone to be in the new world order. And that's really what the war is about going on there with 
the Ukraine and it's the rich people that are getting together, trying to figure out how they can control everything. And I think it's a sad day when Soros has, has got something to say, but people are watching mm. and they're all saying that we are on the brink of something very, very nasty. And it's going to happen very, very soon. And I kind of believe them. I wanted to talk today and maybe we'll do it tomorrow about what's happening in Davos, Switzerland right now, because it it's has, an, good. it has an effect on everybody, everybody. You're saying what, well, what's happening in Davos? It's uh, the world economic forum, 2022 uh, conference. And I saw some video of what's happening. Maybe you saw it too, but they have, they have guards on the rooftops Snipers. Uh, yeah, snipers on all the different they have their own police force. Own the world economic force. Yeah, their own and they're Man. they're stopping people on the streets and questioning it. They you know, for for no reason. What are you doing here? What's your purpose in Davos? They are it's like the Stasi. It's like you the know, SS. If you watch movies about the cartel, they have their own guards, their own police. They pay for and they protect. And the rich elite have their own police, their own guards, their snipers, and they protect. And I'm sitting there going, you know, so are they a cartel too? Are some of our uh, politicians a cartel? I guess to a certain extent, it's just a, a label change. You know, yeah. it, it's it's uh, how you describe them. But these guys, uh, they think they run the world. These Klaus Schwab's and these George Soros's and Henry Kissinger's. 98 years old, and he's over there giving a speech. Now, how is he still uh, going strong? I mean, I don't know. What is he? Uh, what's in his Kool Aid? I don't yeah, even probably what, want What kind of know. vitamins is he taking? 98. You know, whoever, whoever, you know, space aliens or, you know, uh, I believe in God, <laughs> who, you know, whoever's watching over us, looking at us, has got to be going, boy, did they screw <laughs> things up. <laughs> Up. Now, I'm uh, not a Buddhist, but, you know, uh, Buddhism, they believe that uh, you got to be kind to everything and everyone because you might have started out as a cockroach and then you grow up and now you're a human being. But if you screw that, up. Isn't that Hindu? I think Hindus believe that. Well, maybe it's Hindu. It's Hindus, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> yes. And they go, well, you know, if you fail as a human. You can be a cockroach. You're, you're going to go back. So <laughs> I'm looking at all these, the, the Bidens, the Pelosi's, the Schumer's. You know what? I hope they come back as like a poop like fly. Adolf Adolf Hitler could be a cockroach right now. Yeah, he he, he came up from a poop fly. He's looking, but, be on the uh, lookout for a cockroach going with back a, to. Be on the lookout for a cockroach with a small mustache. Yeah, just <laughs> step on it unless you <laughs> <laughs> join his regime. Hey, you know I saw one sick sick thing, and I know we're running out of time. Uh, I forget her name, but she's on CNN, mm -hmm. and she was lamenting about abortion, saying, "You know, maybe." Um, kids that are homeless or yeah, maybe kids that are homeless or with, uh, uh, born for, uh, should have been aborted. And I thought, what a terrible thing. Awful thing to say. say. Yeah. But they're, they're not afraid to say it. That's the thing that surprises me. There was a time when, when journalists and anchors had governors on their mouths, which meant that they would think before they spoke because they would realize that there are people in their audience who don't necessarily agree with what they're saying, and they might have some consideration for them, but they don't care anymore. No, if you're no. not on, if you're not on their page and you're watching, the heck with you. Yeah, the heck with you. Anyway, we we have done uh, 
We've done it again. We've done it again. But this has been an interesting show because the, because of the tragedy that that uh, happened yesterday, and because we had we had so much to say. I don't know about you, Bill, but when I heard this happened, automatically I'm thinking about boy, I wish I could go over there and and, and hold put, somebody and hug him. Well, no, and I, I get get on the air and start talking to our our friends well, about too. what happened. You know. Uh, well, in a roundabout way, we are. I mean, they can listen to it. You can share it with somebody down there. I mean, my heart goes out to, you know, the families of uh, of the lost children. A prayer, oh, maybe yes. maybe a moment of silence for Ab- the lost kids. Absolutely. Uh, please, did God be with those those uh, poor people who've lost uh, a loved one? Be with those little people who were victims of that terrible tragedy, and uh, please uh, please protect us from it ever happening again. Amen. My friend, God bless you. We'll do it again tomorrow. All right, Bill? Yeah, we'll be here tomorrow and hopefully we'll have some good news for change. I would love it for a day, one day. Yes. To have something really good to tell everybody. I'm afraid that's not going to happen. It's not. Yeah, I was going to say, don't don't hold your breath. (laughs) Hey, buddy, have a wonderful day. We'll do it again tomorrow. Out of here.